You are listening to the Courageous Living Podcast with certified life coaches and ministry leaders, Sarah Tolbert and Heidi McLean. The Courageous Living Podcast is about you and how you can live courageously in spite of fear and past experiences. Their goal is to empower you with knowledge, skills, and techniques they share with their clients to help you live a more joyful, purposeful, and fulfilling life. Let's get started. Welcome to the Courageous Living Podcast. Sarah and I are excited to have you join us today. Courageous Living is about moving forward despite adversity or feeling afraid. It's about being willing to take a risk, stepping outside your comfort zone, and becoming the best version of you. And we're here to help you do just that. At the beginning of each episode, Sarah and I will be sharing something that happened the past week that gave us a sense of accomplishment or fulfillment, and we're going to call it our win. It's a way to help break the ice and give you a sneak peek into our lives and let you see what motivates us. Following our win, we'll talk about the topic for this week, and at the end, we will wrap it up with a challenge just for you so that you too can have a win of your own for the week. What was your win this week? Well, my win this week was being able to serve in one of my favorite ministries, the Marriage and Life Enrichment Bootcamp. It is just such an honor to be a director and a coach there, and I just can't think of a better way to give back to my community. And when I'm on stage speaking to the group, they're just broken, hurting people, and I just feel so connected to them, and I can really feel their pain and stress. But what's really cool is I also get to walk their journey with them, and I get to feel and experience their transformation just right alongside of them. And I just love seeing how they go from that total despair, doom and gloom, pain to just a beautiful new version of themselves. It's filled with peace and love and a new fire for life. And it's just such a beautiful thing to witness. And not only do the attendees change, but you know, they have a mountaintop experience and so do I. And it's so rewarding to be a part of such an incredible healing ministry. It's just so fun. And it's such a blessing to me to be able to serve. And it's a big win in my book. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I love that we get a chance to do that. Yeah. Uh, my big win this week was helping my brother and sister-in-law declutter and manage their storage unit. This has been the bane of my existence for the last three years. So this was a huge win in my <laughs> mind. I would have loved to have finished boot camp with you, but this yeah. has just been a plague that I'm so grateful to have <laughs> taken care of. <laughs> we went through every box, tossed irrelevant. I can't even say that word. Irrelevant. <laughs> items. <You> said it. <laughs> Set items aside for the garage sale. And um, we put... Everything into organized totes. Everything was labeled, organized, and easy to get to. You know what? It was a lot of work. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. It was nine hours worth of cleaning, decluttering, and organizing. But in the end, it's so worth it. And now it's something I have to worry about. And they're organized and will be moving soon. And so it'll be nice to move much easier and to be able to get to the things that we need. So that was a huge win. That's cool. What a weight lifted. <laughs> yes. All right, let's begin. Today we're going to talk about living graciously and how living graciously affects your life and our mental health. Well, what is living graciously and why are we even talking about it today? Well, how many of you feel beaten down after 2020? Me. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of us experienced a great amount of change last year and in so many different ways. Our entire way of living has 
changed mm -hmm. and is continuing to change. And, you know, when we experience an extraordinary amount of change, it causes exponential increase in stress. Mm -hmm. And have you noticed how the stress is showing up? How is this stress showing up in your life? How is this stress showing up in your conversations? Mm -hmm. How about in your relationships? How is this added stress showing up in your social media? And more importantly, how is it showing up in you? Is your temper a little shorter? Mm, mine is. <laughs> Are you sleeping a little longer to mm -hmm. avoid life? Yep. Maybe. <laughs> so how can we manage this stress and better yet, heal from it? You know, a good start is through living graciously. The term gracious actually is based on a Latin term called gratia, which means to esteem or to favor. And the word esteem means to respect or admire. So if we're living graciously, we're living to esteem or favor something or someone. And in this case, we're talking about esteeming someone. But who? Well, there's more than one answer to this. The first is to esteem or favor you. Yes, you. Mm -hmm. In order for you to be able to manage stress, to heal, and to be in a state of wellness, caring about yourself, your needs, and your wants first is key. Esteeming yourself is not selfishness. It's respecting who you are. It's organizing your priorities, setting and living within boundaries that you set, and practicing self-care. It's about having a vision and dreaming of and working towards a desired future. It's making yourself the top priority. I know this example is used all the time, but it's one that most can relate to. When traveling on an airplane and emergency guidance is given, the first instruction is to put the oxygen mask on yourself first mm -hmm. to ensure that you can breathe. And then you can help your children or your traveling companions with theirs. All too often, especially women, mm -hmm. we do just the opposite. Yeah, we do. Yep. <laughs> too many times we put the needs of others, especially our children, first and give and give and give until we're completely depleted, overwhelmed, and sometimes even forgotten. Yeah. And we forgot ourselves. Mm -hmm. But when the floods of life come, you can't lift anyone unless you yourself are standing on higher ground. And you can't even lift yourself to higher ground if no one is around to help you, if you're fatigued, sleepless, and running on empty. So esteeming yourself or respecting yourself first is essential. And we as coaches can help you learn how to do just that. Sarah, would you mind sharing some of the ways we can be gracious to ourselves and share some examples of self-care? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can give yourself grace for your own faults by letting go of self-judgment. Just let that go and just love yourself. And when you love yourself and can truly appreciate who you are, it is so much easier to see others through that same light and love and just love them despite their faults. And remember who you are and what you were created for. Set achievable, realistic expectations for yourself and others and change your mindset to a more loving and gracious one. Just stop the actions and thoughts that are causing you pain and harm and just be courageous in your encounters. Yes. Bravely challenge the thoughts of your friends and family in a loving way. Show compassion and understanding. And you don't have to agree. Just try to see where they're coming from. Just try to see their perspective. And in turn, they will do the same for you. And if not, 
maybe you don't need them in your circle. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's something only you can decide. And you can love people from a distance. Uh-huh. So connect with Heidi or myself to coach you through what this would look like if you would like to do that. Um, and we'll just help you reset your priorities and find your purpose and just create a safe space for yourself and be yourself. This is what gracious living looks like. So let go of the fear and be you. Absolutely. And a couple of other things I was thinking of while you're speaking of in terms of self-care, I love what you said is, um, you can do a few things like go for a walk, take a bubble bath, Mm -hmm. get a massage, do something to show value to yourself. Yeah. Things that will help you to take a deep breath, write in a journal. Mm-hmm. Those are other things that you can do and exhibit exactly what she mentioned in demonstrating that kindness to yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, what comes second to esteeming or respecting ourselves is esteeming or respecting our neighbors. And that refers to everyone else. So how do we esteem others or show respect for them? It includes being courteous, compassionate, forgiving. And this is the part I find fascinating. Mm -hmm. Part of esteeming another is by making them feel comfortable. True, true. I'd never really considered that Mm -hmm. as being a part of esteeming somebody, but it makes sense. And hello, Southern hospitality. (laughs) (laughs) I've not seen Southern hospitality. I mean, people here in Texas are warm and gracious and, you know, just even last week with the storm, people watching out for each other, inviting them into their homes, taking them meals and things like that. That's exactly what esteeming each other's about. Yeah. And right now it's really important to talk about this because of all that's going on in the world. And I want you to think about the past year in your experiences based on this past year's experience do you feel comfortable sharing your point of view with your mate how about your family your friends how about on social media or publicly today who do you feel you can be your authentic self around or who are the members of your tribe who love and accept you for you Mm. You know, not being able to be comfortable in your own skin or comfortable in a social situation, that also increases stress exponentially. And so if you think about it, not only are we dealing with the stress of a pandemic, changing lifestyles and how we do things, economic changes and social changes, Mm -hmm. when we are not living graciously and not interacting in a compassionate way towards one another, we're compounding that stress. And it's wreaking havoc on all of us individually and as a society. For stress management, mental health purposes, and to heal, we need to feel valued, understood, and supported, and have a safe place to find refuge in. Yeah. Biblically, we've been instructed to let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and to be kind to one another tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God has forgiven you. And additionally, Christ told us we're to love thy neighbor as thyself mm-hmm. in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine. And I want to point out two things. The first is, as we've already mentioned, we have to love ourselves before we can love our neighbors. Yes. Or esteem ourselves before we esteem our neighbors. And second, what does loving my neighbor as thyself mean? Is it loving them the way I want to be loved? Or is it loving them individually the way they want to be loved? It's loving them in the way they want to be loved. 
When we love someone in the way that they want to be loved, it includes giving them the benefit of the doubt. And this is not only gracious living, it's essential to having healthy and successful relationships. And this extends beyond our significant other. It includes friendships, family relationships, colleagues at work, and literally our neighbors. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel we can really only do this um, through when we ourselves are in a grateful and loving place. Mm -hmm. And there's two ways to look at this. When we ourselves offend and when others offend us. And the Bible says to make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. And that's in Colossians uh, 3.13. There's that forgiveness word again, right? <laughs> Colossians also says in 3.14, above all, clothe yourselves in love or with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. We are called to live in peace and harmony. So I actually have two friends that have experienced a misunderstanding over social media. And first of all, social media is not the place to have a heated discussion. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now and leave that here um, because it can be misconstrued, you know, just like a text. Yep. Like it could just have major miscommunication and lead to disaster. So anyway, so these friends, they both had similar experiences. They were talking politics, I believe. And one was trying to understand a post that she saw. So she reposted asking for thoughts on it. And the other friend got so mad and offended and just really let her have it. She even unfriended her because of this. Yikes. She was so hurt and confused. But in true living gracious style, she reached out to the friend and said, okay, what happened? I don't understand what ha why you're so offended. I was simply trying to get clarity and understand this perspective and what was going on in this post. And so rather than trying to understand where my friend was coming from, this other person said um, she just cut her out totally. So yeah. she wasn't even trying to find out what she was saying. She just was like, okay, we're done. And these were close friends. So the other friend had a very similar experience with her church group on Facebook, and she had been excommunicated from them. And in both instances, had the offended friend or group come to the friend seeking clarity and understanding, it never would have escalated to the point of ending these long-term long relationships. Right. They would have come together in unity, They though they had different perspectives, but they would have had a love and respect for one another and could have talked through whatever it was, the disagreement or whatever it was, the offense. And you can't change others in order to live in peace, but you can be the example. Yes. And like I just mentioned, my friend was excommunicated from her church and the one excommunicated from her friend group both have something in common. Though they could not make their quote unquote enemies change and become gracious and loving towards them, they were able to esteem themselves giving them courage to confront and question the enemy's moves and attacks. They didn't take that on themselves. It just gave them courage to face it and ask the question. And they also, as Christians, realize that they're dealing with an unseen force, which is Satan himself. Mm -hmm. He's the ruler of this world. So we're not really fighting one another anyway. We're fighting sometimes flesh against flesh, but mainly this is a spiritual warfare situation. Absolutely. And if you're not a Christ follower, believer, this may sound really kooky and weird, but we all are spiritual beings, whatever you believe, and you likely feel something, some push or pull towards how you interact and respond to people. So it's the same concept. You have the power, control over yourself and your life to give into the temptation to fire back at people and show contempt or 
to show love and grace and live with intent to esteem yourself. Hold yourself in high regard so that you see others the same way. You hold them in high regard. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not just biblical. It's just a great way to live. And when we can live in peace and harmony with others, everything in our lives just comes together. Living graciously, living courageously, it matters. And no one can make you feel any certain way. So when you perceive others to be making you feel bad or insignificant, stupid, whatever word you want to insert here, remember the responsibility for how you live and how you feel is up to you. You can't change how they treat you, but you can choose gracious living and thinking to make yourself feel amazing. And this doesn't mean that you become a doormat. It simply means that you step up and you step out for yourself. And what does scripture say? Luke 27 tells us to love our enemies and do good to those who hate you. Doesn't mean you're a doormat. It just means that you're free to express your thoughts and opinions, but do so in a loving and gracious way. Reflect peace, love, and dignity in everything you do and others will follow or they'll fall away. And that is okay. Absolutely. I love that. Well, you know, um, how does esteeming or respecting one another affect our romantic relationships since we're talking about others? Well, one of the biggest determining factors in whether a relationship will succeed or whether it will fail is whether or not there's empathy in a relationship. Empathy shows respect and is gracious living. And what empathy is, it's looking at a situation from the point of view of the other person mm -hmm. and then taking action to make the situation better. So that whole scene of walking a mile in somebody else's shoes. Right. Many times when I begin to coach a couple, I notice that neither partner is listening to the other. They're dismissive of their partner's point of view. Physically, they'll cross their arms mm -hmm. and roll their eyes, and some even start name-calling and shaming the other. Mm -hmm. um, is there any wonder why their relationship's in trouble? Right. <laughs> so, esteeming your partner, showing respect and empathy looks completely different. When you esteem your partner, you will look them in the eye. You'll patiently listen to what they have to say without interruption and focus only on what they are saying. Not what you want to say next. Mm. That's the key right there. Yep. It is putting yourself in their shoes and expressing that you understand how they are feeling the situation through validation. It does not mean you have to agree. You just need to understand. Mm -hmm. It's thinking of how you can support, encourage, and help them feel good about themselves. Empathy and being gracious with our partners creates an intimate bond and connection drawing you closer to one another. So by gracious living in your partnership, it not only benefits your partner, it benefits you. Right. And the couples who repair their relationship are those who are willing to look at their own behavior and take inventory of what they are or are not bringing to the relationship. Personal accountability is a game changer when it comes to living graciously because the only person you can change is yourself. You know, like you, while serving at the marriage boot camp, uh, last week uh, as a coach, I noticed a couple who started out the way I mentioned earlier. They were talking over each other, being completely disrespectful of one another, and they were even assuming what the other person was going to say and dismissing the other person's point of view before they could even get it completely out of their mouth. Yeah. It was so toxic and it was clear why they were stuck and felt so much resentment towards each other. 
And what was interesting, I observed this minutes after they'd been given the very tool <laughs> that would help them fix this problem. <laughs> but they hadn't followed the instruction and did their own song and dance and perpetuated their misery. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> so much fun. At that point, I stepped in. The first question I asked them was, is what you are doing working? And then the second <laughs> question I asked them is, is what you're doing productive? They both kind of stared at me for a minute, and then each one admitted and agreed um, how they were doing things was not working, and no, it was not productive. (laughs) So I repeated the instruction given to them earlier that when one of them was speaking, that the other needed to listen to their partner, then mirror back what their partner said, which is basically repeating in their own words what their partner was saying, Mm -hmm. not verbatim, but how they understood what their partner just said, and then validate their feelings. Saying something like, I can see why you'd think that, or I can understand how you'd feel that way. Right. And then I had them practice this technique again. The wife first shared something with her husband. He mirrored back the best he knew how, which sounded almost like repeating (laughs) verbatim. But at that point, the wife became completely unglued because he repeated what she said and for not putting it into, quote, his own words. Uh. And her criticism only pushed him further away. So I asked her, how many times have you tried this method before? She said, never. <laughs> I said, exactly. He's learning a new language and a new way of doing something. He's here with you and he is present and he's trying. Has he ever before even repeated back to you what you said so that you oh. knew he heard you? She had to admit, no, he hadn't. I said to her, he just showed you he was listening and that he's trying. Do you think he deserves a little credit for that? In that moment, she realized that she was being the problem and had in the past continually blamed him for being the problem. And it was interesting watching her countenance change at that moment. So we tried the exercise again using another situation as an example. And the second time, it wasn't perfect, but she accepted his mirroring of her without criticism. And when the wife heard the validation she had needed from her husband, she just melted. Wow. Her whole countenance changed, her body relaxed, and you could just see those feelings of love starting to return. Mm -hmm. The tension in her face was gone. She was relaxed in her chair. And it was a healing moment for both of them. And then when he saw the change in her, an aha light went on inside him. Nice. Yeah, he liked knowing that there was something he could do to make her feel better and things less toxic. Then when it was the husband's turn, the wife wasn't perfect at mirroring mm-hmm. either. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and she actually had to try doing it a few times before she got it right. But when she did, she was able to validate his feelings and tears just came to his eyes. Mm-hmm. For him, it was the first time in a long time that he felt like his partner was sitting across from him instead of an enemy. Wow. And it was awesome, awesome watching this couple and practice this and draw closer to one another. And they continued to do so for the remainder of the boot camp. And they acted completely differently towards each other the remainder of the camp. And I love this because it shows you just where not having empathy can take you in your relationship, but also how being gracious and putting empathy back into your relationship and owning your own behavior can be healing, and can rebuild that foundation of trust. Mm -hmm. You know, gracious living is essential for relationships to be healthy. 
totally agree. And I love that example because it kind of goes into what I'm going to talk about now is, you know, the thing is, if you want to be held in high regard, you must hold others in high regard, romantic relationships and all relationships, just like the couple. I think it sounded like at the end, they kind of held each other in high regard, which is what gave them success in practicing that new tool. So it's like you said, um, listening, listening carefully without worrying about what you'll say next or defending yourself and think about how you want to be listened to and how you want to be respected and loved. It's really difficult to change the habit of listening. And like you said, not just listening, but mirroring what they're saying and mirroring doesn't mean you pair it word for word, but you simply repeat the thought that you think they're trying to get across and you confirm that you got it right. It's the idea, not the words that you're just validating here. And if not, try it again, just keep trying and trying and trying until you get it right or close enough to where your partner feels heard. And this shows that you love them and you care about what they have to say. And it shows that your agenda is not your agenda, but it's to understand them and not trying to change their thoughts. Mm -hmm. Then you can share your thoughts and they can practice hearing and understanding you as well. And this takes the tension out of the equation and allows for a peaceful, successful conversation. And as you mentioned also, Heidi, um, this is really important to change your physical state because the problem is we get so heated, mm -hmm. our body tense, tenses, our emotional temperature goes up, our pulse rate goes up, and our brain shuts down. And it's really hard to have a conversation with a clear mind when our bodies and brains are shut down and not in a relaxed state. Mm -hmm. And if you can relax your body, clear your mind, then you're open to hearing the other person more clearly. And we all have so much weighing on our hearts and minds with everything going on in the world. And though we may not be able to control what's happening in the world around us, we can control how we respond to it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And we can either add to the stress and be part of the problem, or we can be a healing influence, a healing agent and be part of the solution. And by living graciously and esteeming and respecting ourselves and others, we can be a part of the solution, solution, which will promote healing and increase hope for the future. Mm -hmm. And so your challenge this week to our listeners is to choose one thing for yourself as part of your self-care. Just like Heidi mentioned earlier, stop choosing things that are hurting you and just get up and move. Mm -hmm. Take a walk, a bath, buy some flowers, call a loved one, dance in your kitchen, dance yes. naked in your kitchen if you want to. Just shut your blind. Just Show your lines, yeah. But <laughs> do something that's fun and exciting and just relaxes you and gets you moving. And just validate yourself by doing something for yourself. And in doing so, you'll begin to feel what it's like to live graciously and courageously. Until next time. Bye. bye. Thank you for listening today. Like and follow Sarah and Heidi on their Facebook page, Tolbert and McLean Coaching, and share with them your stories, thoughts about today's episode, and let them know what topics you'd like for them to discuss. If you have any questions for Sarah and Heidi, or would like to schedule a coaching session, you can email them at tolbertandmcleancoaching at gmail.com. See you next week.